We're up to paragraph Vav, starting to go deep, uh, just to summarize relatively high level where we're at. We started talking about the Tzadikim, the dual role of the Tzadikim, uh, specifically in the context of when a Kaddish Baruch who passes a Gzeira in the world, this Gzeira is a Gzar Din, it's a Din Taira, Taira B'Shemayim here, by definition, when a Kaddish Baruch who has set up a system such that when there's going to be a Din Taira, this involves the Tzadikim, and therefore a Kaddish Baruch who has it work consults and takes Eitzah from the Tzadikim before Hashem is going to implement something in the world, and the Tzadikim, the leaders, are going to uh, create a mituk in the din. They're going to argue on behalf uh, of the people, as it were, and uh, and going, they're going to be involved in the process of being limude Hashem, uh, giving advice to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a shlichus on behalf of Klai Yisrael uh, as to how this din is going to be passed and executed into the world. On the other hand, they are also the Mechiche Hadar. They are Bechina of Raglin, not only towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but from HaKadosh Baruch Hu towards the people. And in this context, while while arguing to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to mitigate the din and to mitigate the actions of the people when they turn and they are going to, to go on behalf of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the people, they're going to uh, to explain to the people just uh, what they did wrong in a way that they can understand to be to bring the people closer to create a Kvayt Shemayim. Kvayt Shemayim is created when people, when those who are farthest come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's the greatest Giloy. Now, that is Bechina of Raglan. We said that there's something else that has to happen in order for the people to receive uh, this Teichacha. There has to be a Muna, a Muna in the Talmud HaChamim. There has to be a Shlemus. If there's a Mashpia, there's a Makabel in, the, in, the, uh, in this aspect of the relationship. The the tzaddikim are being the mashpia towards the people, and they, the people have to be makabel bechina of yadayim. And we explain that this is alidei amuna. This is through amuna, which means that this part of the process, the people connecting to the tzaddikim, the people connecting to the mochiche adar, to be able to come close to better themselves, so that the tzaddikim will be able to do the first part of the job. The amuna has to be pre- preserved. The amuna has to be intact. Now, in paragraph Dalad, we started to explain how uh, how do we create this relationship of Muna, how we zayich Muna, through a uh, through an attachment to the shivarayim uh, represented in each dar. The shivarayim uh, Avram Yitzchak Yaakov Moshe Aaron Yosef David. We we just uh, had by Sukkis the Ashpizin. We discussed the idea of Moshe being the Raya Mehemna. But it's through a, con- a connection created with the tzaddikim, and we we uh, we d- dug into the difference between the tzaddikim as the the Jewish leadership, the, the of the religious leadership, and the difference between other leaders who are representing other ideals that are not on behalf of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, might be totally self-centered, kina, taiva, covered, or maybe they have his batlas to a certain cause, but the cause of uh, that they're fighting for is certainly not anchored in Hakadosh Baruch Hu and would be, you know, to use the example, a ship can't be anchored in, in itself. If a ship is in the middle of a broader a broader sea where there's all sorts of movement and things, pull, different momentum pulling in opposite directions, if the ship is anchored in something outside of itself, outside of the system, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the universal reality, 
So then, it's, there's going to be an equilibrium for it to return to. It's going to, it's going to have a kiyum. If something is just anchored in a particular concern, something more uh, temporary, something gashmi, is something this worldly. Maybe it depends on the times. Maybe it depends on the particular. It depends on the particular influence, uh, influence there. Uh, some some negia, but it's not going to be anchored in ms. And therefore, there is a very, there's a very big, a profound difference. It's not just that there's there's Jewish leaders and leaders for other religions there's religious leaders and uh, and leaders for to create wealth and so forth the difference between the tzaddikim is it's different totally in kind qualitatively it's it's not the same thing as the other leaders so in order to really attach ourselves to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the leadership that we need to attach to is the tzaddikim however there's a problem because at any particular time place the influence might be much uh, very disproportionate with the contemporary leadership, even if they present themselves, by the way, as having the right ideals, but there might be a disproportionate amount of influence. How do we break through that to attach ourselves to tzaddikim? The idea that we in, introduced was an, uh, as azus de kedusha. Azus, which could be either boldness or brazenness, depending how we want to translate it, if we're talking about a positive or a negative, would be breaking past those boundaries, breaking past that influence. And here we started to uh, to, to introduce unbelievable ideas uh, that exist on a parallel parallel plane, both in a uh, Claudiistic sense and in a Proteistic sense. So we switched gears for, for a minute because uh, discussing the relationship of the tzaddikim to the rest of the people, we started to discuss the idea of the neshama to the guf. We have our our uh, influences governed in a minute-to-minute, in, in an immediate sense, rather, by our guf, and we need to, an azus to kedusha. we need it to be able to break out of those boundaries in order to attach ourselves to the neshama. Now, consistent with what we said a moment ago, it's not just two different ways of doing it. I could say, well, listen, you know, either the neshama or the guf, they have different considerations, and one of them will be primary, one of them will be secondary. Either here I have my neshama, and then the guf will be the vehicle that serves the neshama. I need to eat food, need to do all these things. The guf can execute on behalf of the neshama, or it'll be the opposite. I have, uh, here I have my guf, and I want to have physical pleasures, but a corpse can't do anything, and therefore the neshama lights the guf up. So, just two sides of the same coin. It's a question of what's serving what it's actually not true the guf and neshama spiritual and physical considerations while in this world they seem to present themselves as being 50 50 there's a struggle there's a tug of war let's take a step back the neshama is netzchias hakadosh baruch Hu wanted to give us certain opportunities which are spiritual considerations uh, hakadosh baruch Hu wanted to give us khar, the opportunity to get close to him and therefore hakadosh baruch Hu gave us a physical world he gave us a guf he gave us an opportunity to be able to leverage spirituality which goes beyond this discussion so that the entire purpose of the guf is really only to be lit up, not to be opaque, not to have its own expressions, but really just to be able to, for the neshama to shine through it. Meaning, let's say I want to grab something off of a shelf, so I take something off a shelf. Really, what I did is my brain had a certain rutsin and sent certain signals to my hand, and then my hand went and, and my fingers closed around the object and it took it off the shelf. The truth is I wasn't even really paying attention to that. I, I, I just I, I just took it. If, if I even feel my hand, all of a sudden, let's say the hand has a pain, or chas v'shalom, there's a, there's a broken bone, that would only get in the way of my rutsin. All of a sudden, my rutsin is going to have to be hampered. My hand is not strong enough to take it. The more present my hand is as an independent entity, I hope 
hope this uh, example helps, then the more it gets in the way of just a smooth execution of Ratzon. The goof really should just be able to execute uh, uh, smoothly the Ratzon coming from the Neshama, coming from Ruchnius, it shouldn't really be getting in the way. On the other hand, if the, the more that the goof is opaque, the more that the Neshama doesn't shine through, the more that there's a uh, there's a, a lethargy over there. In other words, it's it, 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 it's heavy. It's not able to just be weightless and execute on the rutsen of the neshama. The more the guf is 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 present, then actually the more that the neshama is held back. So that when the guf executes from the neshama, it's an expansion of the guf. You're actually breaking past the physical considerations, so that the guf is able to achieve uh, a significance of infinite proportions. The more that the guf, the this worldly thing, is present, the more that the neshama sort of is held back just to animate the guf, and it's not able to achieve things of nitzchi's proportions, and then life is limited to 120 years, and then it stops, as opposed to as opposed to the 120 years actually being nitzchi's, a person being a ben oilam haba. The azus de kedusha is what allows a person to break past the guf to uh, not just to lay the guf aside, but to allow the guf to be uh, an element and expression of the neshama. And now we're going to take a step back and factor this back into a Clolistic uh, sense, which not just in terms of guf and neshama, but in terms of our relationship to the tzaddikim and getting close to uh, to the tzaddikim from the point of view of the organism of the am, not just a person in a micro sense, but the nation in a macro sense. So we've discussed before this idea of fractals applies in many contexts that is in the prat and vice versa. The same way that we have this dynamic guf and neshama etzem basar and etzem, we have also the 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 am and we have the tzaddikim and we're going to see how this factors into our tyra. So in a in a, in a klalis, in a general sense spanning out, we're going to have with regard to the nation as a whole this dynamic of etzem and basar a true Chacham, a Chacham who is a walking Sefer Torah, a embodiment and expression in this world of Ratzon Hashem. In our Torah, we said that this Chacham is playing a dual role. The, on one hand, Bechinus of Raglin, HaKadosh Baruch who's asking for Eitzah, uh, for, for an Eitzah, Torah Loba Shemayim He. The way that Torah is going to come out in this world, HaKadosh Baruch who's not asking an Eitzah as a work, Kivayachal, from somebody who, who has his own subjective, uh, subjective considerations, but the, uh, over here, we're saying that the Chacham also is the one who goes to give the people Teichacha, and the people now have to relate to the Chacham. This person is a conduit to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shubachinas HaNeshama La'am. If we think about the Neshama, with the divine energy in a person now is going to manifest in the Guf, Shem Lematam Imenu, the Guf is on a lower level, uh, more distant in that chain, in this dynamic in terms of connection with Hashem. Now, I think we mentioned last time, the, the entire Voda is to bring those things that are more distant from Hashem closer to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So, in a certain sense, the entire point of this operation is not for the tzaddik; it's for the to bring the people closer to tzitkas, closer to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So, now we're not talking about saying that there's something wrong with the people. However, who bechinas atzem the structure of the, the the essence of the the, the human being, but in a clothic sense, the broader human being, the am is the the tzaddik is a bechinas atzem va'amhem negdai bechinas Basar, and the people are the flesh. Now, just interesting, uh, as we discuss this idea, I'm just going to quote from the Kitzur Likut Maran from from Torah Yudzayin. 
He starts off saying that that the year and Ava, this relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, with the world, comes through a connection with the tzaddik, and he uh, he further explains that the tzaddik is constantly seeking, constantly searching. That the tzaddik is the one that is constantly looking to bring out uh, to to see. The, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's will inside the entire world, inside every single individual, inside the detail of every single individual, the different types of species, the different physical things, the different people, animals, plant life. The tzaddik is the one that looks to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu's design and purpose in every single aspect of the Bria. And when you can relate to the Bria as a shlemos, as a synthesized system totally integrated, then anything that's missing will ruin the shlemos, which means that it's the tzaddik and the attachment to the tzaddik where we can start viewing the world, the chlal, and even ourselves, befrat, as having total significance. If any single thing was missing, then the shlemus of the entire system would be missing. From our point of view, in Torah Dalit, he says, How is it that we find ourself in the Ein Sof, in other words, in, in the Ratzon Hashem, that a person comes and in Torah Dalit, he explains how to get closer, how to be dovic to a tzaddik. Uh, over here he says that a person should speak his heart in front of the tzaddik and understand that that he's included in the Ein Sof, and to merit that everything that happens to a person is for his benefit. How is a person becoming living in Olam Haba? A person's a Ben Olam Haba. A person understands this life in this world, not on its own, but in the context of a greater Nitzchias of, of infinite proportions. It's to understand the world and himself as part of one integrated system. There's many Torahs, by the way, that we could have quoted. It talks about that a person shouldn't just read from Svarim. A person should, that the, that when the tzaddik gives the shir, that it's nichlal, the people that come to hear him. There's, there's many different examples um, that speak to different elements of this dynamic, but I chose two that I think uh, that, that I think relate to over here. Oh, so when when a person again sees they are on, in a local sense, in a proteistic sense, we have a neshama in a body. A corpse without a neshama is nothing. But a neshama that doesn't have that doesn't have a guf is unable to function this world either. Can't uh, learn Torah. Can't do mitzvahs. It's one system. When we look at our basar, when we look at our guf like this, it's bottle to the to the purpose, to the function, to the meaning of the neshama. But on the other hand, the basar is very important. We all have our own, we all have our own personalities, our own likes and dislikes, our own uh, way of getting close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But we have to be davok to the neshama, we have to be, we have to have dveikas to the tzaddik, we have to understand that it's part of one beautiful system uh, focused on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, focused on the MS, the same way that we're describing this in the context of the guf and the neshama. Uh, the same way, what breaks the guf, so to speak? We, we, we said in our example a few minutes ago that if I want to take something uh, and use my hand to get it, the more that the hand has his batlas to the rutzon, it's one body. If you would think about how many things are happening when a person walks, when they take something off of a shelf, when they speak, the movements of the tongue, the movements of the fingers, there's like millions of actions going on just to execute a simple function. How is it that 
it's one smooth process that's simply an expression of my rutzen, when there's total hisbatlus to the neshama, to the total hisbatlus to the rutzon, the more that there's a pain, there's some, there's some presence of any particular limb, the more that, uh, that, that it'll have to be accounted for, and it takes on its own personality, it creates friction in the process. How is it that the guf, we can break the guf so that it doesn't have its own presence in the process is bottled to the entire system where there's an equilibrium of the neshama driving the process, that's through an anacha, that's through a sigh. In this context of the people and the tzadik, the chacham that's mechiach, the chacham that gives rebuke when people receive his words, that takes that, that that is the function of the anacha, the sai that breaks down the guf, that breaks down the people's separateness from the process. Vishoiveres gufam bibachinas anacha shoiveres anacha shoiveres gufa shaladam. This breaks down the independent presence of the body of the guf of the people functioning separately as having their own considerations. Kina, I'm jealous, covered. I want covered. Taiva, I have taiva. No, the, uh, the, the the all of that is being utilized. I'm taking myself. But I'm part of a system that's greater than myself, focused on Akadosh Baruch Hu, focused on Amos, focused on Ruchnis in the world, and the way that we achieve that is through being Meshameshachacham, through in even the Olam Amaisa, through rallying ourselves to be bottled to the Talmud Chacham. My purpose is to be Meshamesh another. I'm part of that process, and the same way that the Aguf is Meshamesh the Neshama is the same way that we are Meshamesh the Chacham. This is how the Chacham is able to get close to the people. Through the Anacha, through the Anacha, through the giving the rebuke, then that is how the Chacham is able to get close to the people. And the way that the people are able to be a Kli and to, to complete this process is through the Amuna. It's through having, uh, being faithful to the Chacham, through being Meshamesh the Chacham, through subscribing to the Chacham. This completes the process where the, the, the Tzadikim are the Raglan, the Tzadikim are giving over the Techacha, the message of a Kodesh Baruch, when the people are receiving it which, again, going back to the beginning, uh, will allow the tzaddikim to argue on behalf of the people, will allow that the they can do their job as the inner chaysam, and when there's also an outer chaysam, the amuna, so now the, the they will be able to be have a mituk in the din uh, against the gzerah. When there's a dissonance, when there's a separation, when the people are not close to the chacham, they have their own considerations. It's about uh, it, it, it's about them being self-centered. Einam shoyim they are not going to hear the anacha. The tzaddikim can give techacha, the tzaddikim can give rebuke, they can try to give guidance, but they won't hear it, or even if you're going to say they're, they're, they're going to hear it, they're not going to listen to it. It's like the difference if I'm speaking to you, then you either hear the message or you can hear the words of me speaking. When there's a connection, there's the I'm, I'm giving over substance, I'm giving over a message, and we're connecting through whatever it is that I'm saying, through the substance, and there's a medaber, and there's a shemeya. But over here, if you're not hearing what I'm saying, maybe you're listening to what I'm saying only so that you can respond. Then we're not connecting through my message. There's a difference. You, it's not that between, it's like shemeya ka'ina. If 
I say a bracha and you say amen, then we said a bracha. I'm speaking and you're listening. We are learning. But if I'm saying something and let's say you want to respond, you have your own considerations. So we're not speaking. You're speaking to me and I am responding. We're not together. And therefore, even if they hear his voice, it's not that they're hearing the coil. They're not hearing the voice. They're not hearing the message. They're hearing an echo. What's an echo? We're going to go in a second, the beginning of paragraph Zion. We're about to start is going to speak about the difference between the Kerl Anocha and the Kerl Havara. The Kerl Havara is, is the echo, but if you think about it, we had this in an earlier Tyra. If a person makes a sound and you hear it, that's direct. If I uh, make a sound and that bounces off a building, it bounces off the mountains, then what you're hearing was generated by my voice, but you're hearing about something that's actually coming from, uh, that, that's that's being bounced off. The sound waves are really coming off the mountains, coming off the building the whole way. It's going to be a little bit distorted. The nature of what you hear is actually going to be impacted, affected by whatever is being bounced off. Uh, so it's going to be like the, the other side. It's going to be the, the the, the other, uh, another form that, yes, has something to do with what I said, and therefore there will be a correspondence, but you're actually hearing something, um, you're, you're actually hearing something different. Period. So now let's explain what means this kol havara. What's the difference between the kol havara and the kol anacha? The kol anacha from the chacham that could break the guf so that it'll break down the barriers between the people and the tzaddik, between the guf and the neshama. So it'll be one process, like we, we just quoted from Tyreid Zion, to be one system. The beauty, the hisparis, the purpose, the tachlis of the bria of executing uh, directly rutzen Hashem. And when instead of having an anacha, there's a separation between the chacham and the Tzaddik, the, the Chacham and the people, and even what the people hear, they're not hearing the Anacha that can break them down, they're hearing the Kal Havara, and therefore there's going to be a break in this process, which is the, like we said, the outer Chaysem, if there's no Amuna, the people aren't connecting to the to the, to, to the Chacham, to the Tzaddik, so then there's going to be also a breach Chas V'Shalom in the inner Chaysem. Now as we explain, going into paragraph Zion, this Kal Havara, I'm going to mention a preface that the Parparis L'Chachma gives, uh, Rav Chaim Kramer and Rav Atiyah both bring it. I'm actually going to read it inside. The uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ba'etzim wants us, uh, created a system for a Tachlis, for a Tafkid, like we mentioned, Hisparis, Tari Zayin, and therefore HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to be connecting to Gitzadik, to come closer to him all the time, and yes, there's a Yitzhahara, there's resistance, and we want to overcome the resistance. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is constantly uh, manipulating, as it were, the system. It's designed in order to give us what we need. Sometimes that's going to result in Yisurim. Yisurim could be anything, anything as small as pulling the wrong amount of change out of one's pocket, the Gemara in Erevin says, is already, is, is already a little bit of friction in the system. We should say, why did that happen? Everything, everything is important. Everything is calculated down to the nth degree. Says the Parparaz L'Chachma, this idea of of a havara, of, of this idea of an echo. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is giving a yisurim. A person should say, "Why is something going wrong? There's a, there's a void. There's a vacuum. Things aren't right." Why Why is, let's say, a person experiencing drought? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a mashpia. He gives rain. Why is there no rain? Now, by the way, a person can say two things. Number one, they can look at science. Well, look at the clouds. Look at Teva. 
Maybe there's a way to address it in a Tevedic sense. They can try to address it in a spiritual sense. Maybe there's an Avodazara, some sort of a spiritual force in the world, not at the root, not going directly all the way up to the altitude of addressing Kiviachal, Kodesh Baruch Tfila, working on oneself, but rather a person can try to take a shortcut. They'll do a rain dance. Maybe that will work. And therefore, a person feels this void. They feel that there's some sort of friction in the system. Something is going wrong. They know that they have to do something. And therefore... They are going to, uh, they're going to have to scream out. So their neshama starts making noise as a word. It's going to generate a tza'aka. It's going to, it's going to generate an anacha to be shaver the guf, all these other considerations. So a person can just step aside already and, and relate to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. When that sound comes, well, that's going to inspire an echo that says, yes, there's something missing. There's a void. There's a vacuum. How are we going to fill that? It's like if a person is hungry, then maybe if they get the right nutrients, then that feeling of hunger of the body needing something will go away. If a person doesn't give the body what it actually needs or the type that it needs or a person thinks that money, other physical pleasures would give it, they will actually never be satiated and they will be chasing forever, doing a huge detriment to themselves, but constantly feeling the need to, uh, to to go to the next level. It's why, uh, you know, in the world of addiction, you always need more. You're never going to fill it. An Adam is a mava. An Adam is a seeker. A person can never be satisfied because in this world, the person really needs to fill it with with a connection to spirituality. That's how we were designed. The Masil Sisharim talks about it in the beginning that the, the neshamas and the guf, nothing physical can really ever satisfy the neshama. But we know that we're missing something, so we're constantly chasing. We're either going to chase up or we're going to chase out. We're either going to connect to spirituality or we will constantly be like pushing um, horizontally at this altitude, physically, gashmiistic things. But the truth is, is that we will never ultimately be satisfied. And therefore, even at the shas of the tzaka, this person is screaming out. But what form does that scream take? the person is actually going to scream, is going to daven only at the altitude of Gashmias. Now, sometimes, I guess, you know, people have whatever tefillahs. We need health, we need well, happiness, whatever whatever it is. Sometimes there's an impediment uh, to Menuchas Nefesh. But when a person's primary consideration in the tefillah isn't, why am I in this situation? What does a Kaddish Baruch Hu want from me? But it's it's self-centered. It's about the physical, it's about the goof that got them really into trouble in the first place. What they need now is the Azus to Kedusha. They need to break out of that, like we spoke in the last year, to connect to spirituality. If they're not connecting, if they're if the the tzaka, the anacha is not breaking down breaking down the guf, allowing them to expand past the guf to connect in a meaningful way, so that now it obviates the need for the surim. The whole point of the surim was to uh, to focus them to break down the guf, to break down the body, to connect to a kaddish baruch Hu, and instead they're focused on this void now, and they're just davening for the guf, and they get stuck in that system, which is what really gets them to begin to begin with. Shirak which feels that bow, I love you surim. That's why the surim are there to begin with. That the neshama is so far away from the guf that it's not integrated, it's not synthesized. It's not that they hear the neshama and there's no friction in the process like we discussed in paragraph Vav. They hear this distant screaming out. They know something is wrong. I, I, I hear you yelling at me, but I don't, I'm not listening to what you're saying. That it, it's not one guf and neshama, it's not one process, it's two separate things. 
and therefore skip a little, uh, or I'm just skipping a few things, uh, the, even when the kail of the Kedusha is Nisairer, it's not going to end up breaking down the guf, and it's not going to allow a person to get closer to Kaddish Baruch Hu, but actually if a person just seizes on this Havara, they, they're screaming out for the wrong things, they're not getting closer, and they become, a, they, they, they hear this, what, what the body needs, and they have a bilbul of their das. He says, Ubzem of Balblin as daitai achigamu ba'atzmo enu zoichel shmoya kol de Kedusha shaloi rak kail Havara. And they themselves end up listening to the wrong thing they, they they end up chasing the wrong thing they try to fill uh, they try to fill the vacuum the void the, the message that a Kaddish Baruch was giving that something is missing and they're trying to fill it with the wrong thing. If they would connect to Ruchnis, they would connect to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so the need for these Yisurim would fall away, but by chasing the Yisurim, they're actually doubling down on the need for them. V'kol Havarahu da'hu da'ki kishenis ayra kol de Kedusha. When there's a kol de Kedusha, the Neshama is screaming out, the Chacham is giving rebuke. There's a kol ha to break down the Gof. As I miss Ayram, who called the Sitra Achra. Now, the, the, the kol, the voice of the Sitra Achra, the Havara, the Gof concerns, the, whether it's Kinnatai covered in whatever form it takes, all of a sudden wakes up as well. Because there's another spiritual force. Where did that come from? There's always, every action generates a reaction. The, he quotes over here the Kunei and the Taimer Dvaira. A person does an Avera. Now, all of a sudden, there's a spiritual Kayach. The same way we do a mitzvah, there's a spiritual a spiritual force that was created. Malachim are created. Uh, however you want to frame it, when a person does a negative act, that's real. It's not just that words didn't create anything, actions didn't create anything, it came and it went. We, we affected, there's something in Shemayim, there's now a spiritual force, a Kitrug, something, a negative angel, that was created by our actions. And everything everything in this world, physical, spiritual, needs to be sustained. What's going to sustain this force? It was created. Really, it should feed off of the person that created it and say, now you created this destructive force. I'm going to feed off of the person, chas v'shalom. And the, the, the person could die. It should sap the person, sap all the shefa that's going to the person. Who asked this guy to go create this negative force? This this malach, this malach of chavah. Right, the the mission of it says, "Oivra veira achas kainaloi kategor echad vehemtsayekim havlon mezayne give us sustenance havlon chaye give us life give us energy." The time of talks about that Hakadosh Baruch Hu, uh, in his infinite rachamim, not only does he sustain the person while he's doing the avera, he sustains this spiritual energy so that the person himself will have the space, the wherewithal to have time to do tshuva. Uh, un- until until the person can be able to take care of this uh, spiritual force instead of the person dying right away right a person uses his eyes for the wrong thing he uses his his limbs for the wrong thing so HaKadosh Baruch Hu should number one sustain these eyes let's say while the person is doing an Avera and further now there's this negative spiritual force that wants to come feed off of the person HaKadosh Baruch Hu should sustain this spiritual force this negative force until the person is able to do tshuva and come along and, and, and be mavatil the spiritual force otherwise but HaKadosh Baruch Hu in his infinite Rachamim does this and the time of Devorah talks about how we should learn from the Midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and he fleshes it out much more than I'm doing but I, I want to stay focused over here this idea of these forces who are Tzayek 
there's they could be dormant if a, when a person is trying sometimes a, when a person is trying to do the right thing all of a sudden that's when the Yitzhar rears up its ugly head the most all of a sudden you know a person was uh, was going with the flow now all of a sudden they double down they want to dive and they want to learn all of a sudden they have the most distraction what wakes up the Kol Havara what wakes up the echo when there's a sound when there's a Kol Anacha when the person is trying to do the right thing all of a sudden there are blockages not necessarily a sign that something uh, that something is going wrong uh, it says over here he quotes of Chaim Kramer quotes of Elio Chaim Rosen who would quote this teaching of Rabbi Nachman pointing out that a person who encounters opposition and obstacles sometimes that's a sign that they're actually on the right track the Yitzhar doesn't have to push back if you're not accomplishing anything when the Mechiach is there the rebuke is there the Nesham is inspired the Tzaddik is trying to, to get the people to, to, to have a, his bottles of their own concerns and get in line with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, that's when Hemis Eirim Teichaf Umaschilim Litzlaik Ulekatrik Negdo. Now they're saying we also need to be fed. We, we, we also need to be fed. That could take the form, we'll, we'll have to see, this, this could take the form of of the, just the person being sapped of strength dying. This could take the form of literally being fed, meaning that the person will invest additional spiritual energy, additional davening. They're going to be seeking to get more physical pleasure. They're going to be davening not to say, wow, the Yisurim that's breaking down my goof, I need to focus on spirituality. That's the only meaningful thing. They'll say, no, you know why you're hungry? It's not because you're eating junk food that doesn't have the nutrients that could fill you up. That's not why you're weak. Maybe it's that you're not eating enough and you should double down and go for more of the unhealthy things, okay, whatever that muscle is worth. And the, and the person is literally going to be seeking, chasing, davening for the, to strengthen the guf, the, the azus of the guf, which is really what got them there to begin with, as opposed to the azus, the kedusha, to break past the guf to, to, to uh, attach to spirituality. This Pasuk, I'll read the English translation, it says, Though our transgressions bear witness against us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, do it for the sake of your name. What's going on over here? Uh, the Rav Chaim Kramer points out, it gives us background to the Psukim that Yermiyoh Navi foresaw the terrible fate awaiting the Yidin by uh, the, the Babylonian exile and the destruction of the Temple. And he prays to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for forgiveness, saying, Even though our Avonais, like we've been discussing, even though our sins bear witness against us, HaKadosh Baruch who save us for your name, do it for your name, and this in the context of what, we, what we've just been discussing, all of the Avonais, all of the sins, they take on their spiritual energy and they become accusing and destroying angels, Malachim, that are bearing witness against the Yidin. Now, we've been, we talked about all the way in the beginning, how, how are we able to, at the Tzaddikim, how are they able to be Mavatal Xera to make a Mituk in the Din? That, that's going to be the first Chaisam, but in order to be able to accomplish their job, it has to be Chaisam Besay Chaisam, there has to be a Second chaisam, the outer chaisam is the amuna and the tzaddikim. And unfortunately, uh, the Yirmiyahu Navi was rebuking the Jews for 40 years, and the people did not have the requisite amount of amuna in Yirmiyahu, who he points out is compared to Moshe Rabbeinu, Raya Mehemna, and to the point that the amuna was so blemished that they were worshipping idols, so that the only way to overcome the, the, the 
impending destruction, the Khurban, which would be the Azus, coming against the forces of Kedusha, of the Klovim, it would be to have Azus to Kedusha, to be able to break past. However, the people were not able to tap into this, and therefore, Yomiyoh Anavi says, If our sins are testifying against us, we have that energy, and the only way to break past this is going to be the Azus to Kedusha, and we don't have that, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu, do it for your sake. We're going to have to uh, save us for your sake. We're going to ask a, a question on that in a minute. Says Yermiyoa, Navi im avonenu anuvanu. If our sins are enania elalushin saaka, our sins are screaming out against us. Hainu shavainos tsayikim banu. That they're not screaming out against us, they're screaming out from within us. The the echo, the havara, it's coming from within. It's saying, Havlan mezayne, Havlan chai. It's trying to sap our strength. It's trying to, in as much as the people want to do tshuva, it's trying to divert that energy to further support the sin, to keep the people away from tshuva. He's giving them Musr, he's giving them Hisiris, and as much as there is going to be a coil of Tshuva, Hisiris that's being attempted, but from within there's going to be the negative side of that, the, the, the equal but opposite reaction, which is going to be in the form of a, of a Havara saying, yes, something is missing. You know what's missing? More physicality, more Gashmias, it's something, the, 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 the more of an attachment to the perceived spirituality in the form of Avodah Zara, that's what's missing. Like it says by the by the tzarfis, he's supporting this idea when there's an increase in Kedusha, so then all of a sudden the negative forces, the negative forces wake up. What's the background to the tzarfis? The, the Navi, Eliyoh Navi was fleeing, he was running away from Achav for having decreed a famine, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Eliyoh Navi to go to the city of Tzarfas where he would find a pious widow, I'm reading from Chaim Kramer's note, who would provide him from food and drink. After Eliyo comes, the woman's Rahman al-Islam, the woman's only son, dies, and she says to him, uh, did you come to me to recall my sins? Meaning the way that we've been discussing, everything was well enough alone. Elio caused an increase in Kedusha, and whenever there's there has to be a balance in the world. Whenever there's an increase in Kedusha, so then there's an increase, all of a sudden the negative forces wake up. And she she says to him, Everything, everything was fine. All of a sudden, you're coming to my house and there's an increase in Kedusha, and Rahmanal Itzlan, her son died. Now, in Pashup Shah, by the way, Rashi interprets it differently. Rashi says that until Elio came, Rashi says, Everything is relative. Until Elio came to town, so then this woman was would have been considered a tzaddikis now that Elio came, so it downplayed. Now she wasn't right to certain things. But the way that Rabbeinu is learning this says, no, there must have been some dormant sins wherever she was holding. Thing, but those dormant sins would not have found expression. They would not have caused the consequence, any sort of a negative negative impact to her, to her life. Once Elio came, so now there's an extra force of Kedusha. Now, whatever energy would have been in, uh, come from those dormant sins, now we're going to raise their head up and they're going to push back and it resulted in, in, this, uh, in this tragedy. So he says that the Hainu calls Manch Lo Hayashem Elio, Lo Haysa Kedusha Geveras Kolkach. There was not as much Kedusha in the house. So you have Vaynish Lanachim. The sins were dormant. Achaydeshin is Irisham Kedusha Elio. Once Elio came and the Kedusha was woken up and there was an increase in Kedusha, specifically in, in her house, in her vicinity. Hayunis Karim Vinis Irim Avaynay Seha. Litzaik Ulekatreg Aleha. Vizehu Emavonenu Anuvanu. Going back to the Lushan that was yours, but used by Yermio Anavi. That if our 
our sins are screaming out against us. Again, it's Banu, not just against us, but from within. Even if we would be screaming all of a sudden we have a Cyrus and now we want to do the right thing. How often does it happen to us, by the way, that a person is chugging along and then they have a desire. They hear they hear a schmooze, they see somebody else, one of their friends is doing the right thing and they want to double down. Now they have a Cyrus and they want to do the right thing and all of a sudden they have challenges that might not have even been pulling them in the wrong direction before they had this Cyrus. Now, there's a lot of noise going on. There's a big bilbul going on, uh, of das going on. And the, the, the person really has an intense spiritual awakening, but that spirituality could take a good expression, or it could be the negative spiritual forces that are crying out. And now that this person's spiritual antennas are up, and there's going to be a Sarasta Kedusha, comes along the echo, the equal but opposite reaction of the negative forces, and now he's got all of these things going on, because the spiritual forces would come to break down, to break past the boundaries of the guf. The guf would become the busser to the etzem, or in the klaliistic sense, we said that the tzaddik is like the etzem, and the people, the, the people like the busser, but it should be really one integrated, balanced system where everything is serving the ikr. So again, he says, uh, again, even when we're screaming out and called the kedusha, we can't hear this incredible kail the kedusha that would otherwise come to break down the guf as having its own autonomy and its own independent considerations, Kim Kolavara, because what he ends up hearing is it this it confuses it for the, the Kolavara. Shu Kolha Voinish and Saram Neget Kolda Kedusha, because now that there's a Kolda Kedusha, there's an equal spiritual noise and yearning to go in the wrong direction. Vahim Tsoyek and Besaychenu, and those are also those are also crying out from within Havlan Chai, Havlan Mazayne, that they need to, to have support. This, this, here's a sin. Here's a negative spiritual energy that was caused, that was created by this person who should sustain it. The, the, person, should, the person should sustain it. So now that the person is going against these, causing the Kedusha, it's going to fall away. It's going to become irrelevant. Now these things are fighting on for dear life. They also want to be sustained and there's going to be this confusing yearning going on inside the person that's that's going to be putting him in multiple directions. Rav Chaim Kramer's note, very uh, very helpful with these. He says, his own cries and sighs really ultimately become, th- those, those are the echo. He thinks that he's screaming out uh, because he needs something. He feels that there's something lacking in life, but then it becomes misplaced because all he knows something, I, I think I've read before, I don't know if this is scientifically true, but, uh, but a lot of times, let's say after a fair day, a person's very hungry, and then they can eat a lot, they feel sick, but really, they're very thirsty, the, and, and the thirst is actually much more much more important than the hunger, so what happens is, let's say a person's stomach shrinks, again, I don't know if this is scientifically true, but let's go with me with the muscle, the person's stomach shrinks, it wouldn't actually take that much to fill him up, he only needs a few bites, but instead, he feels famished, and he has a bagel and a half, and then he feels sick, but really, what was it? It was the feeling of being thirsty, his body actually needed the water, but because all he feels is the void, so he fill, he, he's not sure what actually needs to be filled up with, does it need to be filled up with food, the nutrients like that, does need to be filled up with hydration, and it's he has a misplaced notion of what's actually lacking in his body that needs to fill that void, and therefore it ends up landing him in a worse place. So if we use this muscle over here, 
the person has his iris, meaning he's not where he needs to be. He needs to move. That moving really is coming from Kedusha. But now that he has this intense feeling of I'm not where I'm supposed to be, so now the forces of, of negative from the spiritual and negative spiritual energy that are created, this is the Havara say, yeah, you know what's lacking? It's not that you're, you're definitely lacking nutrition, your, de- not your, your needs, but your needs are not to daven and to tap into that. Your needs are because you're not uh, financially secure. You need to be working harder. And he looks around and uh, depending what grabs his attention, th- this 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 void that he felt that was really initially woken up and triggered by the yearning for Kedusha becomes misplaced and he can chase it forever because really the only way to satisfy that is going to be if he satisfies it right. And when he goes and uh, goes after the Gashmias, says Rav Chaim Kramer, this, they will actually strengthen the body's brazenness and he'll end up crying out more and more for materiality, further distancing himself from God rather than drawing closer. And because he now f- chases this this coil, which is actually the echo, it's actually the other side of the kedusha. He's going to end up. He's going to end up just reinforcing what, what got him there in the first place. What got him there in the first place? He was going in the wrong direction. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave him a yearning so that he could do tshuva and get out of the cycle. And what ends up happening is the opposite. He ends up digging himself deeper in because he's not receptive to the call of the Kedusha and instead what ends up being closer to home for this person is the call Havara. And therefore we say, Hashem asay l'man shemecha, she'atah ba'atzmucha ta'asay l'man shemecha sarachem elenchu l'man chalavad. So we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please save us. Now, please save us from what? Say, if, here's the problem, says uh, says the note over here, that says the paros l'chachma, if, what are we asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu? So we're asking Hashem to save us from the suffering. But what's the suffering really meant? It's meant to trigger tshuva. The only way that we're going to get out of what caused the suffering to begin with, which is actually what we need, is to tap into the Kedusha so that we can make it that we no longer need the suffering. So it becomes a vicious cycle. So we ask Hashem to save us from the suffering, but then we're just also going to be stuck. Maybe we won't have the suffering, but we'll be stuck anyway because now we're not going to trigger the tshuva. So we, we have to say that what we're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu really is that we should, we, we sh- he should give us the means to hear the the coil de kedusha to hear to hear the sound of kedusha to help us break out of the cycle. We're, we're stuck in the in the current. We're stuck in the momentum. We can't break out. We ask Hakadosh Baruch Hu not just to save us from the suffering, but to save us from the cycle where we're where we're we're going to forever just be trapped. Now that we explained this, the idea of hearing the Kol Dekdusha through the Chacham and that the Kol hav, uh, Havara is coming from our sins, the Chacham, our, our Kedusha targa, our Ruchnias Targashmias is like Etzem and Basar, but on a Pratia, on a, that's on an individual level, on a Pratiastic, on a Klaliastic level rather, it's the Tzadik and the Am. So if we're going not to be in a broad level that we are the Basar to the to the Chacham, who is the Bechinas Etzem, and we're, we're all supporting as one big organism of Klal Yisrael, getting closer to Kaddish Baruch Hu under that leadership, then we're not going to be hearing the Techacha from the Chacham, the Musr, what he really wants. What we're going to be hearing is the Kol Havara. In other tires, we said that this even not only creates Machlekes and creates us being messed up, will actually start uh, bringing in, I have to look up where he says it, but a person who has Gashmias considerations can actually be Megashem, the Torah, they'll hear what they, what they're, they'll hear the Ruchnis and because, they'll hear it through their eyes and they'll actually perceive Machlekes among Tzadikim, they won't understand that the Tzadikim are L'Shem Shemayim, that they're going to have Machlekes among themselves, they're going to filter everything through their Gashmias eyes, through their, this worldly consideration, negative, uh, Ra, driven, uh, 
priorities and they'll project that on other things and they're going to mamish create an entire world that instead of being bishlemus where the busser is supporting the etzem but rather it's going to be pirud because if you have if everything is going towards the kaddish baruch Hu, that's beautiful but if everything has its own ra, my ra is different than your ya my gashmias is different from your your, your gashmias and now there's pirud there's a million different considerations that aren't all going to get along and there's going to be machlaikas etc that what they're hearing is the coil of the sins that was awakened up from the coil de Kedusha. Now, one of the koilais of Aziz to Kedusha is the Shaifer, and now we're going to relate this to a particular halacha that comes up, uh, that comes up by the Shaifer, which by the Shaifer is what awakens up Uru Yeshenim. The, the Shaifer is what's able to help us break out of that. We actually had a nice piece that we posted on the Shaifer on the Ali Shura Shiram. It was based on Rav Moshe Shapiro. The, so the, the, the Shaifer is this Aziz Kedusha. This is a koil that can help us break out. Now, we're relating this to halacha that it comes up in South Israel. Shoshana, the Gemara says that if somebody blows a shofar, he sounds a shofar inside of a pit. So what about if somebody's standing outside? It depends. If he hears the sounds of the shofar, then he fulfills his obligation. And if he hears the sounds of the echo, then he did not fulfill his chiv to hear the shofar. Somebody that blows into a pit, it is a bechina of you placed me in the lowest of pits, meaning that the, the that the guf is very strong, it's very prominent in terms of its taivus, and it's ensnared, it's captured in the bar, in the pit of the Yitzhahara. And he emits a coil of Kedusha, interestingly, just as a point of reference, or if you can go back, listen to a Torah, Torah Ches, paragraph Aleph, it says, This aligns very closely, just because we have over here the Lashon of Misaneach. Over there it talks about when a person has Chisarin, over here we're talking, a person has Chisarin and he needs to fill it up, and how is he going to attach himself to something that's going to be Mashlim, him and almost confusing what it is that's causing Nechisar. And over here, uh, the the call the kedusha. What it is, it breaks outside the system. We'll expand on that in a second. So, like we said, that the call shayfer, the call anacha, the neshama in a in a proteistic way. There's a call of kedusha, the neshama that's going to be able to uh, create a framework where the the, the body, the guf, is going to be the merkava. There's going to be a shlemus that way, where it's it's one integrated system of kedusha. Or in the in the in the uh, way, we said that the chacham, the the Jewish people, that the chacham is going to give the teichacha is going to give the musr is going to attach to a kaddish baruch Hu, and the people are going to be like the baser to the etzem. So we have the same dynamic that we've been discussing both in within a, an individual and also in a communal sense but those people who are standing on the outside they are not busser to the etzem they don't they, they don't view the material sense the, the, the material part of themselves as being a halbasha on the etzem I think I heard I, I, uh, I think I've heard this point made by a few people um, I just don't remember but it says that barasi barasi yetzahar barasi tyrant Tavlin. Very often people will translate this as that the Torah is the antidote to the Yetzirah. 
but tavlin is a spice so perhaps i've heard suggested when you have a spice that doesn't eliminate an ingredient what it does is it spices it it, it spices something up so that now all of a sudden it tastes good the yitzhara there is a physical part of this world a person can have a yitzhara for arias a person can utilize that aspect of their physical self in order to in order to engage in one of the holiest mitzvahs that there are a person can eat uh for their to, to fulfill their own stomach and a person can eat on Shabbos and the, the Shabbos Sudas are some of the, the, the loftiest avodas that we can engage in. What the, what the Sfarim say about Achila is, is, is tremendous. That doesn't mean that a person should avoid Achila at all costs and B'dyevet since a person has to eat. No, the, so if a person views himself as a system and the busser is the busser to the etzem, that really is actually the ideal, right? Tchiyas HaMesim is going to be not where the neshama, what do we need the guf for? Why, just, let, why does the guf have to get up? Let the neshama just have its reward and finish. It's because really the in, in the ultimate sense, there's going to be an etzim and a busser. This is what we, the, the system that we're trying to engage in, both in a klaliistic sense and a proteistic sense, is where the is where the busser and the etzim go together. Where the it's one integrated system. It's a complete shleimus. The people who are standing bachot she'enim and bechinas busser. Im kol shayfer shama. If they hear the kol shayfer, they hear the kol anacha yatsa. Hainu sheyucha lotzeis mitoycharashlo. They can get out of it. Vim kol havara shamar lo yatsa kanal. Now I'm going to suggest, based on Rav Chaim Kramer's note, note 85. Uh, that it, this is actually becomes a little bit complex. You know, one of the one of the ideas that we've discussed in the past is the role of the tzaddik in my avoda. I have a direct relationship with a kaddish baruch Hu, but relating to the role of the tzaddik, how am I? I'm subordinate to the tzaddik, but I have my avoda, and sort of balancing back and forth. A, a, a thing I mentioned before. You know, a, a ship can't be anchored in itself. Over here, we we are we're, we're dealing with being able to attach oneself to the MS and not knowing entirely what the MS is. I feel a certain chisarn. I feel a certain lack. I know that something has to be fulfilled. I know that, that there is a, uh, a chisarn, a certain uh, lack that's being caused, and I'm not entirely sure what it is that's co- causing that lack. Now, I guess in an easy sense, you could say, well, is it a ruchnis? Am I, I need to engage in ruchnis. Am I going to do higher mitzvahs, or am I going to engage in more in more gashmis? But sometimes it's not even that. We've discussed in some of the past Torahs the idea that a person could chas v'shalom rachman be megashim ruchnius in a certain sense. Maybe I'm engaging in certain activities, even that it would be in a ruchnius sense, because that satisfies my own personal preference. At what point am I actually having his batlas that my my, my tyrant mitzvahs are avoda? I'm getting closer to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. I am subservient to, my, my busser is subservient to the Atsem and I to the, to, to the cause, to the Tzadik who represents the full Hizbatlis in a, uh, in a person, a full connection to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. The answer is that you, you need both. On one hand, I need to be anchored in the tzaddik or in something outside of myself. By the way, just parenthetically, sometimes this role, uh, in a certain sense, at least in a limited way, can be fulfilled by a chaver also. There needs to be something objective outside of me so that I can even distinguish whether I'm hearing the kol de kedusha or the kol havara. That, that becomes very difficult because how can I even tell? So there, there has to be a tremendous amount of effort. Baruch Hashem, we have lima A person has to be able to, uh, to attack 
attach himself to something outside of his uh, outside of his perspective maybe even just a thought check, right? So one way that we're talking in, in the Torah about an attachment to a tzaddik, but I'd like to suggest, at least in, in, in a limited sense, this is one of the reasons that having chaverim is so is so important. Even if I know that intellectually I'm on the right track, if I have a person, if you go take a look in Perkiavis, where the Rebbein Yonah describes Knei Chaver, if I have somebody who has the same goals, the same objectives, the same ideals, the same the same life view of myself, but he doesn't have my nagiyas. That's one way that I can even just, I can even just check myself. Uh, let me bounce back what I'm doing. How would it be perceived if I was giving somebody else advice? How, if, if I describe something that I'm convinced is what I need for the benefit of myself, for my family, if, if I bounce that off of somebody who doesn't have the same nagia towards trying to rationalize certain things, then it comes back myself, then, well, that still makes sense. And, and this is a, a a much larger topic. But over here, it says that a person has to be, if a person is outside, they're not viewing themselves, their buster is, is misweighted. Their buster is not weighted towards, uh, is not weighted towards being subservient and serving the etzim, being the habasha and the etzim, but the, but, but the etzim, the neshama, the kedusha is really the driving force. But rather, the buster is outside, it has its own identity, it has its own priority and its own prerogative, then it's gonna it's gonna hear the 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 kol havara, or even worse, it's not like the Messiah Sharm says. Sometimes you don't see something, and sometimes you see something and you think it's something else. You hear the kol havara and you think it's the kol the kedusha. So you have to be subservient to the tzaddik. On the other hand, we're gonna get into shemesh being uh, being. Mishamish the tzaddik without having your own developed relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, without having, you need maybe the, the nasa and the nishma, which we didn't get into yet. On one hand, yes, a person needs to serve the tzaddik, a person needs to break down his guf, he needs to take his guf and make it that that's also serving the, the neshama, the kedusha, the tzaddik. And on the other hand, while making himself receptive and breaking down these other considerations, a person also needs to develop his own relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's where Rav Chaim Kramer quotes the Bi'ibe Anachal warns that even if a person engages in Shimush, which we'll discuss, he performs many mitzvahs and dutifully serves the tzaddik without many sounds of holiness, meaning prayer and sawing constantly the Anachal to come close to, to God, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he will never be able to rise from level to level. This is pr- because primarily attainment of the higher level, the Nesham, is dependent on the nasa, which is drawn through the statements accompanying the mitzvah, the sounds of holiness. So as we work through these concepts and the tairas, there's a part of these tairas, each one of them is a full complement of, it's a full universe where you could see all avoda, but on the other hand, the way that I've thought about it before is if you think almost like a like a kid's mobile, you know, you have uh, you know a lot of things that are uh, the planets, right? In other words, each one is it has its own rotation, and then they're all also surround. They're also going in its own orbit around the sun. If theoretically you would reach out and you would grab on to any one of those items, uh, strong, then everything, then it would stop, and everything else would revolve around it. So as we look at these tires, whether we're talking about the abode of the person, we're talking about the, the we're, we're focused on the tzaddik, we're focused on Torah, we're focused on tefillah. Each one of these things, actually, you could see the full palette of avoda and relationship to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but each one of them is around the perspective of grabbing on to one idea and then making that the center of the discussion where, theoretically, if you could keep track of every other moving thing, you would say, yes, the entire universe avoda is in any one of these tiras. 
so when we're focused on one thing, it's not to the exclusion of something else. It's looking at it through a different lens, which, you know, Amir Tzashem, after, after you just see a lot of these Torahs and we, we go through Likut Maran, so now you'll be able to just have it be multifaceted, total 360-degree view, be, be able to, uh, to, to see the entire thing. So they're, they're, uh, one of the most fascinating things as we approach these Torahs, I think, is the relationship of the, the, the role of the Tzadik, the role of the Tzadik Hadar, the role of the Chacham in the, the in the cloviestic sense, in the pratiistic sense, and being able to understand avoda, our avoda, and these ideas. Nimtza bein kol ba'atzmo eno shomea im eno basar. So it comes out that if a person is not in the category of basar to the atzim, a person is to the towards the tzaddik. Again, this is both on an individual and a communal level. If the basar is not a halbasha, the flesh is not a halbasha on the structure on the bones. So. There has to be an attachment there, right? We're going back to the chaisim b'say chaisim. Even if the tzaddik is able to be mamtik the din, be able to have this connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from the point of view of the Jewish people, the tzaddik is not his own avoda. In order to have a tzibur, you have to have uh, the rasham there also. In order to have the katiras, you need to have all of the spices, even the ones, either the Gemara says, even the ones that don't have a positive smell. In order for the Jewish people, and the entire Klal Yisrael is important, it's Yisrael Barais of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in order to have, therefore, the system where Klaizwell gets close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's not enough for the tzaddik to be representative of it. It has to be that there's a connection, yes, between the tzaddik has his bathless to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to the Rebbeinu Shleilam, but the people need the connection with the tzaddik that is done through the Amuna, is done through the through the Shiva Rayim. And it, over here, if the people are not Bebechinas Basar, they're not going to heal the, hear the Nacha. They're not going to hear the Hiris from their Neshama. They're not going to hear the Techacha from the Chacham. It's just going to be like uh, talking heads. They're not, they're not going to relate to the Techacha from the Chacham. It'll be information. It's not going to hit them at the core. Nothing is going to resonate. We need to open up ourselves and make ourselves receptive to that attachment. All they're going to hear is that there's some sort of a noise telling them that they're missing something and from therefore from our point of view we, we, the, these two things have to work in tandem we need to make ourselves receptive to the message we need to hear the message if you hear the message without being receptive to it then it's not going to have that, its intended effect and if you work on just being receptive but you never actually dig down it's like I heard one time somebody quote Shmuel Berenbaum, the Chatzad Rosh Hashiva from the Mirror in Brooklyn. Um, this is the way I heard it quoted over. He said, you know, people like to talk about Torah, how special Torah is, how wonderful Torah is. They make themselves receptive, but also at some point you need to sit down and open up a Bavakama. At some point, a person needs to sit down and learn. So you need to balance those two things, uh, preparing for the connection and the connection itself.